the lighter side of football. Unstinking believable. This is All Pro Lines with your hosts, Kostaki Economopoulos and Aaron Hodges. You want to crown them? Then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. This week, the NFL had more drama than an episode of The Real Housewives. Could I have a moment of silence for Antonio Brown, one of the greatest football players of all time? And then also some teams made the playoffs. Thank you. That's one. That's a W. Hi, Keanu and George here. Niners win NOT in L.A., make it six straight against the Rams. Holy cow, and the Niners are going to the playoffs. Let's go, Niners! Let's go! <laughs> Let's go, baby. George Kittle there, post-game, celebrating the Niners' victory. Oh, that was Kittle? Oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. Does he have a little twang to him? He sounded a little, yeah. He sounded like a broadcaster who would, uh, like, kind of tripped over himself and briefly lost his mind that's, that sounds great <laughs> that sounds like it where do you go to school iowa did he go to school to iowa or something well that's a good question i don't know the answer to that a couple of these big guys have come out lately are iowa guys gotcha Maybe um, that's what i'm thinking of i don't then. know i, I want to know i want to know i want to know can i look it up is that acceptable behavior we're at the top of the show right at, i'll look it up later right at the top Wait, i don't, don't know don't we have an intern here? Don't we have a, a stat <laughs> king, a quiz master? Be careful. He's dangerous with Google. True. <laughs> That's right. You might Google well, okay. where did George Kittle go to school and we end up talking about boxing. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome in, everybody. It's all pro lines of the podcast. Kostaki Economopoulos, Aaron Hodges, and that kid over there, Ethan, uh, hot on the hot on the keyboard. We're happy to have you guys in. We, um, I, you know, all jokes aside, can I just say this was one of the greatest football days to just watch football? It was crazy. There's a lot going and on. Fun yeah. and entertaining at every turn. The not the first ever week 18, but the first, first one in a long time. And boy, was it a good one. It all came down to the very last game. There were three teams that could make the playoffs based on the outcome of a kick at the on the last second of overtime. I mean, you gotta love that. There was all the drama about the possible tie, and it ended up being a freaky great game. Also, with the comeback, the Chargers slinging the ball all over the field and making it on fourth and ten over and over and over again. I mean, that game was just fantastic. I just love being a football fan this weekend. It was awesome. Yeah, and Susan in the chat says this weekend was intense. If the Colts hadn't effed up, it would have been an amazing weekend. The Colts really did yeah, blow I, it off. I get it. I they get really it. did blow the Colts, it. The Colts definitely effed up. I think that's the rule in the NFL. If you lose <laughs> on the last week of the season to the Jaguars, you don't get to go to the playoffs. Yeah, you should get your draft pick rescinded too. <laughs> And the Niners went to overtime with the Rams. Mm -hmm. Here's a stat that was blowing my mind. Sean McVay was 45-0 and in games he was leading at halftime. Wow. And that, and that streak has been broken by the Niners to get themselves into the playoffs. What a, I mean, that was, a that was a great game, too. And also the Seahawks-Cardinals game was great. And the, the Lions beat the Packers, which is... You know, the Packers weren't trying to win, and the Lions were desperately trying to win, and it was still really close. <laughs> it was in the best interest of the Lions to not win, and they they won. That's right. That's how the Lions do. Even when they win, they lose. They lost the first-round pick, but uh, <laughs> they did show the moxie and the kneecap and the thing and the, you know, I screw it. Why not? At this point, 
there's two edge rushers at the top. It's not a big time quarterback anyway. So yeah, take your second pick, show the world you're gritty and why not? I don't mind that win. I don't mind that at all. Yeah. The highlight for me was uh, I, I, there was a, a QB sneak on third and nine for the Giants. <laughs> your team. Yeah. Oh my God. Did you see the photo of it or did you see it live? I, I saw a video after the fact that I didn't watch the game. The formation was hilarious because it's like, I don't know what the number is. It's like seven dudes in a straight line, then a quarterback and two guys on either side of him and someone behind him. It looks so much like the plays we used to run in vibrating football. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like power wedge up the front uh, through the middle. They went on second and 11 quarterback sneak, third and nine quarterback sneak. Mm -hmm. What? Is there any better way to say we give up than that sequence of things, decisions? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I can't believe people showed up to watch that. That's crazy. And they showed the fans immediately during that, and they were just cussing and screaming. I don't don't blame them. That's where they're at as a franchise, man. Medium sodas for everybody. and uh, (laughs) Well, not everybody. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Apologize. Just, Just people with big bucks. Just to one of you in yeah. the seat of, in, who have the uh, the PSL for the four seats. Just the one of you gets your media. That's a funny <laughs> quip from Todd there. The Giants just wanted to run a play in the victory formation. They forgot what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Gettleman retired uh, in the same way that Robert Durst retired. That is big news. We had we had some more coach firings. We have uh, we have we have playoffs are all set. For the big, crazy wild card weekend that includes a Monday night football game in the playoffs? Playoffs? Yeah, I was looking at the schedule. How often do they do a Monday night fo- uh, playoff game? I don't really remember that happening. I think so far it's never. I'm not yeah. sure technically if that's true, but it's certainly not been any time lately. I think it's the first time ever. Yeah. And we got... I forget the slate. It's like two games Saturday, three Sunday, or is it's the other way around? And then one Monday. It's a really great slate. It's got a lot of – there's a lot of fun stuff. Let's, let me pull it up. I took a picture of it. Sure, so yeah. I like the, the Bills versus Patriots. That should be a good one. Here we go. Saturday, it's Raiders. By the way, kudos to the Raiders. Oh, nah. my goodness. Raiders, Bengals. That could end in a <laughs> – that could end ugly for the Raiders. The Bengals seem really hot right now. So that's Saturday at 4.30 Eastern. Then the night game on Saturday, New England Buffalo. I mean, that's that's great. Then Sunday we have three games: the one o'clock game, Eagles Buccaneers. All right, I'll be rooting for Jalen Hurts again, no doubt. Then we got Niners Cowboys in the mid afternoon window, and then the night game, Sunday night football, Kansas City destroying the not deserving to be in the playoffs at all <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I sure hope so. And then Monday is uh, Arizona Rams. Cardinals Rams is the Monday night game. It'd be pretty disappointing if Pittsburgh beats Kansas City. <laughs> Nobody wants oh, to see goodness. that. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, that was the real disservice from the Sunday night game of like, we bounce the Chargers, who are so fun to watch, and they're such an interesting team, and they're a great story. And at any point, Would you be totally shocked if they went on a run and wound up in the Super Bowl? No, they're great. And we instead bounce them out to bring the Steelers into the the playoffs. And they're like, they're so done. I can't believe they even backed their way into it. 
Can we please discuss again this crazy tie situation and the end of the game? It's it's so compelling. It's so interesting. Did you see the end of the game? Uh, I heard about it. Yeah. So okay. the uh, the Chargers, the big takeaway is that the Chargers coach is getting a lot of flack for calling a timeout in overtime. That's correct. That is exactly the thing I want to talk about. So uh, it's a really long field goal. It's it's tied. There's whatever, 38 seconds left. And you just each team has had basically the Chargers came back from nowhere and scored two touchdowns to force overtime. Then each team got a field goal. Now there's less than a minute left and the Raiders are at midfield and you can just get this. You can just feel it. The commentators are talking about it and they're kind of hesitant because they're not sure what's happening, but you can just feel like both teams are like the chargers clearly want the game to just end, right? The, yeah. They don't have the ball and yeah, there's yeah. less than a minute left and you can feel the Raiders are like, ah, oh, shit, man, we don't want to take a long field goal. That's risky and weird. And we don't really want to punt it. And we don't really like, Let's just run the ball and see if we can all just agree to just stop here. You know, you could just feel that that's what was happening. Yeah. And uh, the Chargers called a timeout. <laughs> and Staley later explained that he knew that it was going to be a running play and wanted to get his best run defense in there. And he did put his best run defense in there. And then the Raiders ran the ball for like nine yards <laughs> and made it an easy field goal. It was crazy. You could just feel like if everyone just shuts the fuck up and does nothing, <laughs> we're all going to the playoffs. I think and, Mr. Mr. Staley should be investigated here. I think uh, maybe he, well, Staley, you know. I, I want to defend Staley. He's the, he's the head coach. For those of you who don't, he's the head coach of the Chargers. He looks like he's 17. He looks, he looks like he makes Ethan look like an old man, right? <laughs> I, was wait, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for something. <laughs> so – and he, I think he totally gets credit for helping to change the dynamic around some analytics and some going forward on fourth down and some hanging in there and just being aggressive, which I think is good for the game. And I think there's been too much of this old kind of stuffy coaching in the past where yeah. basically guys are just doing the thing that you do so they don't get fired by doing the thing that might be better for the team and then it doesn't work out. Now I'm fired. Like, well, I'm just not doing any of that. Like, that's... Staley is pushing against that, and I like that. But among other highlights this year, he went for it on fourth down from his own 18-yard line and didn't make it in this game. And it was clearly a big part of what happened to the Chargers earlier in the game. And he's there's like seven of those during the course of the season where you're like, what? He did what? Yeah. And then this timeout at the end where it was just – I just feel like – a coach with a little more experience and a little more, it's like, I think we're just going to all go to the playoffs. You're not calling a timeout and throwing that off. I also want to discuss this, even kicking the field goal. And I thought it a couple times on the last drive that the Raiders had, they threw the ball and there was one perfect throw that got them a first down over to Zay Jones on the sideline. What if that's a pick six? Like, why are you throwing the ball? What are you doing? We're having all these talks about analytics. If both of you teams just sit on your asses, everyone goes to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. What are you doing with the throwing the ball? I I found it fascinating. And even on the last kick, there's no time on the clock. 
the chances of you going to the playoffs if you just kneel the ball down are 100%. (laughs) And your chances of going to the playoffs if you kick the ball are 99-something. Like, why give up any – we're having the analytics conversation. Why are you guys playing this game at all? Right. Yeah, I get that. It was really interesting. I, I think I said this to you on the th- uh, on the Friday. We did the bonus episode. We talked a lot about this potential tie situation. I think there's really something in this idea that I had that there's this American ethic that's against ties broadly and against soccer sort of outcomes in things. And this rah rah. We don't care who you know plays in the game. It's all about the winner. We don't have a third place game for anything in all of American sports. We only care about winning. Like tying is the same as winning in this situation. And somehow I I think that got lost because it doesn't, it's not cool to tie. Like it's not cool to people like, oh, it's the integrity of the game. Like why is it the integrity of the game? Your goal is to get to the playoffs and you're the decision maker. Why are you making a decision that gives you a much smaller chance of going to the playoffs? It just seems like. I don't know. Yeah, I guess you got a lot of faith in your your field goal kicking squad because if you miss the field goal, big deal, you still go. But like, yeah, the only thing that keeps you, you know, a fluky snap or a block. Right. I hear what you I hear what you're saying, but also like, why would you do that normally? And it's not normal circumstances. So, well, normally you're you've got a big threat of losing the game. Uh, <laughs> right. In this case, it does it, you know, and a tie is much less good than a win normally. But here, it's the same. So it's just, it's interesting. I I was fascinated. I just the, and the game was so good and it was so interesting all the way through. It was really great. And the other we had the other overtime game with the Niners and I just football was so fun this week. All right, <laughs> should we do some jokes? Let's do it. The two minute drill. <laughs> The two-minute drill is brought to you by Daily Comedy News. It's what's happening in comedy 10 minutes a day, seven days a week. Daily Comedy News, wherever you get your podcasts. Nutty twists and turns. Great football. Great storylines. And the Sunday night game was so crazy, you'd think Antonio Brown wrote the script. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Brady was able to sidestep the Antonio Brown controversy, which might be one of his best feats of athleticism ever. You know, probably Tom, you know, it was stressful for him. I'm sure he stress ate a whole avocado and had four (laughs) almonds or something. Yeah, the best way to avoid uh, AB is to take the high road. You won't run into him there, so (laughs) he'll be just fine. (laughs) Uh, Brown trash Brady, which is the one guy who's been standing up for you lately, you know, like. AB's done so much backbiting. Got a call from Marv Albert. (laughs) Marv Albert comedy. Hey, yo. This week, the Buccaneers finally tested AB negative and were cleared for the game. So that's good. And our boy Todd Theroff's joke popped into my head again this week. I'm reminded of the one of the best ever fantasy football team names, Brown versus any education. Right. <laughs> the Vikings are facing a cousin's conundrum, which sounds like the title of a Pornhub clip. Uh, <laughs> it's a cousin's conundrum. Let me guess. There's a stepdad involved. You grew up seeing each other's family. You're not blood related and she's bored and horny. It's just a guess. I feel like there's a lot of inbreeding over there on the on the Vikings sideline <laughs> in the fan in the Vikings fan base definitely. <laughs> Take that Brian Miller. The Colts, 
lost to the Jaguars. To honor Bob Saget, the Colts fans broke his record for cursing during the performance. <laughs> Rest in peace to Bob. Man. That's a high bar. Yeah, that's right. Hat tip to Bob, man. He was a funny one. Forget the talk of the Jags moving to London. They already live in the Colts' heads. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Besides, why would you move when they're on such a hot streak, right? The Jaguars are currently 1-0, and depending on when you start counting, right? They're, they're undefeated and ready for 2022. How cool. They, they played spoiler. They won the key game, and they still got the number one overall pick. This is the most exciting thing that happened in Jacksonville in like three years. This is, a, this is their Super Bowl. That is pretty nice. Yeah, that's a good situation. Cordero Patterson said he wants to stay with the Falcons. If that doesn't trigger a drug test, they're not even trying. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) People always say this kind of thing. You could beat the Falcons with a monkey at quarterback. Enter this weekend, Trevor Simeon. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a a subsection of apes, Simeon. Yes. Right. He's got an opposable thumb. He's totally totally fine. Yeah. Prehensile tail. Uh, and of course, he beat the Falcons with no problem. <laughs> so we proved it to be true. Clown shows have filed a class action lawsuit against the Giants for defamation. Uh, so that's good news. <laughs> Clinton Portis sentenced to six months in prison for filing false claims for medical equipment. There were 15 players in this like scam ring, which is Portis's Portis's only ring is the uh, insurance scam (laughs) ring. (laughs) That dude was a character. That dude is a character. I I don't mind that. That's to me, that's a little Ocho Cinco ish, and I'm fine with that sort of character in this. I'm all for it. But this, this is really awful because they basically are stealing money from the NFL's player association fund to help players who have serious injuries and they faked all these medical devices that were never shipped. It's, it was like 15 guys doing this. Clinton Portis just by himself, he basically stole a hundred thousand dollars from the, from the fund. It's crazy. It's a crazy story. Joe Horn was involved. There's a couple other names that are recognizable. Joe Horn. We were talking about Madden a few weeks ago. Aaron Brooks to Joe Horn was the connection, man. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. Horn was the one who hid the phone in the uh, yeah. in the in the field goal base, and after a touchdown, pulled it out to call. Like, can't use a prop in the celebration, Joe Horn. That's it for your next quiz time. Who made up the no cell phone rule, or who's that <laughs> named after? It's Joe Horn. Man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's close on this one. Thanks to Cam Newton's return. Caddyshack 2, no longer the worst sequel of all time. Mm. <laughs> The two-minute drill was brought to you by Daily Comedy News, a podcast that starts with a recap of the late-night monologues and looks at what's happening in comedy. Keep up with Chappelle, Burr, Rogan, Marin, Economopolis, and all the greats. Daily Comedy News, 10 minutes a day, seven days a week. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) All right, I want to do a quick uh, shout-out to the All-Pro Lines Pick'em League, which just finished late last night. Mm. It was awesome. We had 160-something participants we raised almost six grand for uh, for cancer research with the V Foundation. Nice. We helped get the word out about the V Foundation in our tiny little way. We had a great time. We built some community. It was football fun. It was awesome. And it ended in the most spectacular fashion. Just indulge me for like 40 seconds. This is I think this is really interesting. So in the season long, we had a we had a prize every week, right? Which was cool. It's usually a shirt or some CDs or something. 
And then the grand prize is a signed copy of a Judas Priest set list that was donated by a radio station. It's pretty cool. And I actually would love to have it myself. But I came in third. There were two guys who were consistently ahead of me all season long, Earhart and Cooley. This is preposterous. There's 1,570 points. I think over the course of the whole season and picking, you apply points every week to all the different teams. And there was a one-point gap going into the last game for the season-long prize. Wow. Ready for this? Get this. They each had one point left in the week. So it's not like one of them had 15 and one had two or whatever. They each had one point left. On the final and obviously, game? Yeah. One, they only had one point to apply to the game because they had used all the other points prior in the weekend, right? Mm. And they picked opposite teams. What had the leader picked the Raiders and the guy in second place picked the Chargers and there was a one point gap and they each had one point. So it literally came down to the last game of the season that was bananas, maybe the best game of the year that went to overtime and the outcome was still in doubt up until the very last. It was crazy. So it was super cool. Congrats to Steve Cooley, who uh, is the first ever champion of the all pro lines pick'em league. Cancer sucks. Pick them league. It was great. It was great fun. Thank you for, to everyone who uh, who played, including some big names, Bob Cavoyan and several other characters that we loved having in the league. And our very own Randy Huff, who I believe came in fourth, and our very own Buddha, who I believe came in fifth overall. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was fun. And then, you know, a bunch of other characters that we know placed and did well and had funny comments. And, and anyway, it was fun. That was fun. So kudos to everybody there. Do you want to go to a quick kudos and taps kind of thing? Sure. Taps on the back. Taps on the back. Taps on the I'm going to go Raiders. I First of all, no one thought, I mean, no one thought, but they were underdogs in that last game, and they have been through some of the craziest shit. I heard somebody say today, no team has gone through as much in five or ten years as the Raiders have this year. The whole world imploded, and their coach was fired slash allowed to retire, leave over comments. And Witch hunt. Fake news. Fake news. There, <laughs> and there was a horrific tragedy story with their wide receiver who's now in jail forever. It's just, there was just some really crazy stuff that happened. They got blown out a couple times kind of mid season. They've been on a run where they just fucking won like four out of five or something against some really good teams, including this chargers team, which I think is easily the best team to miss the playoffs. I don't know. I just they've just seen a lot. And they had the first they have the first ever openly gay uh, NFL player. I mean, I mean, they have they have so many weird stories going on over there and they've fought through some of these preposterous challenges. And there's not really any big stars on that team. And somehow they kept it all together and they're in the playoffs. They're actually the fifth seed because they kicked the field goal instead of accepting the tie and winding up the seventh seed. So kudos to you, Raiders. Got a kudos. Nice. I'm uh, going to follow a similar track and give my taps on the back to a team that was highly regarded as the season started, but fell into a little bit of turmoil, didn't win a few games that maybe they should have. People started doubting them, started writing them off, but here they are finishing strong. 
and that's the Buffalo Bills. Ah. Buffalo Bills, who uh, are going to face their division rival this week. Um, and they're looking strong, man. They're looking real strong. Everybody wants them to beat the Patriots, so I'm going to get behind them again. And if it ain't the Chiefs, it's going to be the Bills coming out of the AFC. So taps oh. on the back to Buffalo. Let's go. Taps on the back. I'm looking at some of these teams. Not the Bengals? Not the Bengals coming out? No, I think I got it last week. Not the Steelers? Oh, not, not the Taps. <laughs> You're saying coming out of the AFC. Yeah. No, 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 no. The Bengals could do it. They could. They could. They're dangerous. I like the. I think the Bengals are maybe the most, the most interesting team. Like you feel like they're a year away, you know. But shit, man, never know. Burrow goes on a run. That's a fun team to watch. Yeah, man, I'm rooting for them. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I, I thought it was it kind of surprised me that Josh Allen sort of downplayed being division winners. Like that division has been completely owned by the Patriots for twenty years. Like. You know, celebrate a little, man. This is a big thing. You guys won the division, and they're clearly the best team in the division, which is even more important. And they and they're set up for a good future. So I think it's a great situation for the Bills fans. Kudos to them. All right, let's do a little. Which comes first? I want to. I want to uh, go over a prior one that's since been settled, and then I got a new one for you. All right. Uh, now it's time for which comes first. Oh yes, it's time for which comes first. Now tell me, will this happen before that happens? It's time for which comes first. All right. Well, a recent one we did is uh, first coach to be fired. And we landed on, I got Matt Nagy and you got the field. And on Sunday morning, the Broncos fired Nick Fangio. And I texted you, hey, man, I think you won this one. And then... I'm like Al Gore. I want to pull back my, uh, you know, concession speech. They fired Matt Nagy today. Uh huh. They both coaches were fired the day after their last game in traditional goodbye coach fashion. The Broncos just had the game a day earlier. Yeah. <laughs> so I would like to declare this a tie. Is what I'm saying to you. Oh no! Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> we didn't know when we were making this pick that it was they were going to have a, a game a day earlier. The spirit of the thing is that you get fired the day after you finish your job. That's what happened to both coaches. That's a tie. What are you talking? No, it's 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 pretty simple. Which comes first? It's not which comes first, <laughs> assuming that the schedule is exactly how we predict it to be. It's called which comes first. <laughs> so no, I'm uh, taking my victory. I'm taking my victory. By the letter, by the letter of the law, you're correct. I'm saying the spirit yeah. is that's a tie. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think there's any wiggle Zimmer room. was fired today. They fired the Dolphins coach today. Matt Nagy. All these guys are fired in the same day. What we didn't get, which what we, this is kind of the, the, again, the spirit of the question was we thought maybe we'd get a firing before Black Monday, essentially. Yeah. Uh, we, did, we didn't get that. But four guys are out basically the day after they It's kind of crazy. You know, they talk about like the Friday news dump where sometimes you'll uh, wait for Friday to – release some bad news or something. It's like, I feel like that's what these NFL teams are doing now. Like, like they already know what they're going to do with the coach. And they're just like, Oh yeah, everybody's going to be talking about the playoffs and all that stuff. Let's just tell our fans we're moving on and like, (laughs) they'll forget about us for a few days. And then, you know, 
But it's the perfect day because you can't do it the day before the game or the week of the game. You got to let the guy have the full like. That would be more fun, though. That would be he's more in fun. charge. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you could do it, especially if you're a losing team. Who cares if you win? And then you want to immediately get the word out that there's an opening so that you're in the front of the line in the conversation for the good coaching candidates, right? So you got to do it as soon as possible. And I guess the the tradition is not to do it at the game. (laughs) Like the guy's shaking hands like, you're out. You know, like let him go home and kiss his wife and we'll fire you in the morning. I don't know. I know, but even the day after seems very abrupt. It's it's so fast. It seems rude. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, thanks for your service. Don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out. I know. I know. That's it's a tough business, man. No, yeah. one, that's the thing. You know, with coaches, you know you're going to get fired when you get hired. You don't. It doesn't end with you like sailing off into the sunset. The game, this job ends with a firing. Even the good ones. That's what happens. Yeah. Okay. All right, so here's my – this is a simple one. Which comes first, my friend? A playoff game for the Giants or the Falcons? Now, I need to know before I make a decision, are we considering the fact that it could be possible that one of these teams changed their names or something? You know what I mean? Like (laughs) Before they make the playoffs. We have to to consider all the possibilities before we decide who won. You know? Moves to London and rebrands. Yeah, right. <laughs> um so it was Giants playoffs or or what? Or Falcons playoffs. Oh, Jesus. These this are two is, of the worst teams in the NFL right now. This is the toilet bowl right here. This is terrible. I think there are three teams worse than those two teams. Your fa- your Falcons are much closer. Um, especially if they keep Matt for another year, they got a poss- possibility to make it next year. But if they don't make it next year, then that's a full rebuild, I think, and that could take a while. However, the Giants are the worst team in football. And no. Yeah, their quarterback is garbage. Their coach is garbage. <laughs> uh, none of their players that are any good can stay healthy. That's a full rebuild right now, and they're in, they might be in, still be in a little bit of denial thinking that they have their quarterback. So... Uh, the Falcons are going to make the playoffs before the Giants. No doubt in my mind. I think you talked me into it. I was kind of, I could go either way, but I think you make a good point. Because the, the, they're sort of trapped with a good, the Falcons are trapped with a decent quarterback one more year because of the financial situation. They can't move him because he's paid like $32 million, some crazy thing. Unless they do some kind of Osweiler trade where they pay a team to take him <laughs> off their hands. Um. <laughs> And you're right. With a decent quarterback, you could wind up ten and seven. You know, yeah, you could be all right. <laughs> I saw an eye popping stat today. Um, Kadarius Tony, wide receiver, drafted in the first round. Kenny Galladay, high priced free agent signing in the off season. A lot of buzz. Neither one of them had one touchdown. Not one is astounding on Galladay. Kadarius was hurt the whole time. We thought Galladay was hurt the whole time, but he played like 13 of the games. We just never saw the guy. 13 might be high, but yeah. Uh, but it was 10 plus. Like he wasn't gone all season. He was just did not good. Not one touchdown. And I'm not sure if this streak was broken, but deep into the season, it was maybe three weeks ago that I saw this. 
the Giants hadn't scored a point in the final two minutes of any half the entire year. What? Yes, yeah, you crazy. can't even believe that that's true. That is crazy. There's always points then, no matter what kind of team it is. That's coaching. I don't. I don't care. That's coaching. That's hard to believe. Yeah. So they they so the they're letting the manager retire, but what's what's with the coach? They they haven't decided yet. Oh yeah. Apparently they're going to keep. They might bring in a manager and let the manager decide if this is the guy you want to work with or not. Yeah, that seems like that might be the case. Yeah. Oh goodness! I think you're right. I think your team's worse than mine. Most definitely. Huh. But you guys could theoretically wind up with some kind of Russell Wilson kind of, and you might have some dramatic improvement at quarterback. Russell loves the bright, bright, white, white hot spotlight. New York City would be sexy place for him. Anything's possible. <laughs> oh, our teams suck. I would, I would, I would, pres- I would say to you that the Jaguars are worse. The Texans are worse. The Lions are worse. But there are worse teams. The Jets are wor- maybe worse. But nope. Giants and Falcons are, they're right there, man. They're definitely bottom six or seven for sure. Goodness gracious. I'm tired of my team sucking. All right. I'm taking all of my eggs out of the Falcons basket for tonight, uh-huh. and I am putting them into the Bulldogs basket. I'm getting very anxious. It's only once every decade or so that you have this opportunity. It's a big one. National championship. Oh, yeah. They're actually favored tonight. It might be the best defense in college football history. Mm. So can they put it all together? Can they put this Heisman Trophy quarterback on his back? Oh, can we shut up Nick Saban? Does anybody want Nick Saban to break Bear Bryant's record? No, we don't want. Nobody wants that. Nah, Ethan no. was saying that before the show. Actually, yeah, he was, he was for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big Bear Bryant fan. I always see Ethan in his hound's tooth uh, jacket. Yeah, I love him as a nod to to Bear. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited and I'm nervous. I've got some buddies that are on a text thread, and my phone is blowing up constantly for the last well for the last couple months, but especially today. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good, fun. Good luck, man. I I hope they win. I'm I'll be rooting for you and all the Georgia fans. Oh man, please, please let it happen. We've been so close with so many things. The Braves won this year. Yeah. Why not? Why not the Bulldogs? This could be the greatest year in in Atlanta sports history. Let's get it, George. Let's do it. We haven't won a national championship since Herschel Walker. <laughs> Just thinking. <laughs> 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 Just thinking. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm doing some gigs. I'm doing in Missouri this week. If you guys are in Missouri, come nice. see me. I'm doing I'm doing Springfield on Wednesday and Cape Girardeau, which is down the southern uh, southern uh, southeastern tip of Missouri, down there near Illinois. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm excited to get back and do some. Uh, I'm doing some clubs. You know, I've been doing all these weird self-produced shows, which are so great sometimes. But it's nice to go to a place that's like comedy full time, you know, the sound and the setup and the people know what's up and it's uh, I'm, it's going to be fun. And then Appleton, Wisconsin with Brian Miller coming up here at the end of the month. Nice. That'll be good, too. And just today I looked it up because Brian put this in my head. He goes, just pray there's not a fucking Packers game on Saturday night, you know, <laughs> and I, that's been haunting me, you know, for the last few days. And I looked it up and it's the weekend. 
that there's no Saturday games. We get the next couple of weekends, we got Saturday games, but then Appleton is Appleton is the t- there's four teams left and they're both on Sunday afternoon. So we're in the clear. I didn't want to have to root against, well, I kind of would probably do it anyway, root against Aaron Rodgers. But, uh, you know, no, no, we're, we're in the clear. I never thought I'd find myself rooting against Aaron Rodgers, but here I am. <laughs> it's been quite a year. What happens if he plays Tom Brady? Where do you fall on that one? Oh, that's tough. That's tough. I think I go I think I go for Rodgers. Yeah. I go Me for Rodgers, no question. Uh, Brady's <laughs> got his due. And uh Rodgers he probably needs to win another Super Bowl to really be in the conversation of greatest of all time. Yeah, but he is. But he is. Yeah. Yeah, he is. There was this crazy clickbait story, as far as I could tell, that Boomer Esiason has some source that says that if uh-huh. the Packers make it to the Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers may boycott it for some kind of vaccine requirement or some shit like that. That is a crazy story. I can't believe Boomer put that out. Do you believe that's a real story? It doesn't sound like a real story. It doesn't seem like some. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is sort of his own category of thing but he's not tone deaf he knows that he would be <laughs> you know unanimously hated by every football loving red-blooded person for doing something like that he's not completely out of his mind <laughs> i can't i can't see it happening that's crazy talk no i don't think so it's, it's preposterous but yeah but he has he, he's he said some things that aren't completely bananas that you know he he's He's got an axe to grind on some things. I, I I understand that. I'm okay with that part of it. But yeah, broadly, I think I wrote against him now. He was such a whiny bitch over the summer, even separate from all the vaccine stuff. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> he's he's definitely got some loathsome qualities mixed into very charming likable likability. You know, yeah. So it's, uh, I used yeah he used to seem so very thoughtful and interest like an interesting guy and now I kind of wish I didn't know anything about the personality like I, I really just want to see him on the field and that's it <sighs> so twisted so twisted <laughs> it's part of the drama it's part of the soap opera the whole thing it makes it fun all these personalities but I want to see these guys faces enough with the taking the helmet off penalty enough with that I want to see their faces. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I think basketball does a, you know, it's naturally easier to follow the personalities because there's so few, you know, players on the field, you know, on the field. <laughs> what am I, Ethan over here? What? I've been attacked now? I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> it's not like my dad. It's not Ethan. It's more like my dad. This is what it made me think of. Uh now basketball lends itself to being more personality driven because it's it's there's an intimacy to the way the game is. There's very few players and you see their faces the whole time, you know. Mm-hmm. I I think you're right. Football loses some of that because of the the helmets and that there's so many players, you know. <laughs> Word. Matt Weimer is going, <laughs> this guy is going off on the guy in the chat here. <laughs> Somebody needs to, this guy needs some relief or something. I don't know. Something's going on over there. <laughs> That's all I was going to say. <laughs> I'm reading. Yeah, this is, this is some not, not ready for primetime comments here. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Well, I got to go watch these Bulldogs kick some uh, roll tide ass. That's what I'm going to do. Go dogs, baby. Go dogs. We'll talk to you guys next week. Enjoy the playoffs. This is the best time of the year to be an NFL fan. Bye, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Peace out.